Welcome back to the Talking Wolves Transfer Podcast, the show that looks at all the Wolves news and rumours in more detail. I'm delighted to join by Dave. Dave, you're looking quite tired, mate. It's an early morning recording. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, I'm very tired, but yeah, it's probably the earliest we've done a podcast, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, looking forward to it. Right? Still, although it's quite down a little bit on the rumours, you know, a lot of big moves going on. So, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, we've got to get, give the fans what they want, haven't we, mate? It's uh, it's an early early morning podcast, about eight o'clock we're doing it, which I know a lot of people listen and be saying, well, I'm already at work at that time. But There's only one was... eight o'clock in my day, I tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely isn't in the morning. As as Dave mentioned there, we're going to be talking about a, a whole host of things, including the, the Nunes move, the Gibbs-White move to Forest, Gonzalo Ramos, and more reports emerging yesterday around Victoria midfielder Andre Almeida. But before we start with that, we have a sponsored message from one of our partners at Football Prizes, and they have a new prize live on their website this week. It's a Huang He Chan and Raul Jimenez signed and framed Wolves boot. Looks a nice prize, that doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, different. Yeah, obviously, we normally have the signed shirts and so on. Yeah, signed boot, different. Lovely. And not only that, entrants will have the chance of winning either a £25 gift voucher for the club shop or a new wool shirt too. Entrance costs just £3.95. And if you use code TALKINGWALLS, you'll get 10% off during August. Competition ends at half seven on Wednesday. So head to footballprizes.co.uk to find out more or click the link in the description below. Right then, Dave, Mateusz Nunes, let's get into it. Wow, what a signing. We saw your um, it, we saw your video with, with Alex, the Portuguese football expert, who gave us all the lesson on how to, how to pronounce these Players, I bet you, I bet you couldn't believe you look, could you? I know, I know, I know, I know you struggle. You, know, you struggle with John Smith. He went these on days. some mad tangents as well, to be fair. And I know some people have clipped up little bits and put it on Twitter as well. But yeah, I obviously got a gist of what he was saying, but there were some people in the comments saying they didn't have a clue who he was on about. <laughs> I, I, I watched the clip back and he's like, Feb Silver, can we talk about Feb Silver? And I was like, I said, quick. <laughs> and then he just carried on talking. So yeah, he's energy, energy. Though, mate. He's one of those. I think he'd be one of those people, or he'd love to go on a night out with him. Slight tangent away from what we're talking about, but he's just, I, I don't know. He, he just, he just had great energy. But you, you did speak to him about the Mateus Nunes deal, mate. And what, what a signing for Wolves. It's a, uh, you know, personally, I think it's the biggest signing since Fosun have come in. Like Neves in the Championship was, you know, was a great signing. So was Jota. But we've brought a ready-made Champions League world-class footballer into the club in a position that and and a, and a position and a profile that we've been crying out for for years. What are your thoughts on it, Dave? Are you as excited as I am to see him play? Definitely. I, I still don't think it's kind of sunk in the caliber no, of player that we've signed. Um, yeah, the fact that one it sort of I was going to say moved so quickly, but I'm sure there's been talks and stuff going on in the background and putting the groundwork down for this transfer for a long time. But um, yeah, really excited to see how it goes. Like you said, we've been crying out for a almost box-to-box type midfielder ever since we've been promoted to the Premier League. I think that's possibly what they were hoping to get in the end of Dendonka. And, um, you know, Dendonka's a, a good player, but probably doesn't offer that sort of pick up the ball from deep and let's get us 30 yards up the pitch. And I, I can, as, for as long as I can remember, Matt, when we first started, doing a, a podcast talking about transfers or talking about players. That's literally the position and the role that we've been talking about for so long. 
He's probably not the typical build. He's not like a six foot three, six foot four big, you know, brick house that that he's gonna <laughs> players are gonna put. bounce off. But yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, he's still he's a very talented young footballer, and um, I think we've just got to appreciate him whilst he's here. I know there's lots of whispers and rumors. I know Alex mentioned it on the video that he thinks Wolves will be a stepping stone. There was a big article from I think it's Observador in in Portugal, which sort of broke down the transfer and said basically there was some sort of mutual agreement between Wolves and the player that you know the move is so we can get closer and in the eye of these bigger clubs a lot more. But people said that with Ruben Neves five years ago, Matt. So the fact that Neves is still here, the fact that now you know Bruno Lars said it last year, if we want to keep top players, we've got to bring in more top players. It, it for me it sort of bodes well and. Uh, yeah, who knows? One more, two more players maybe through the door. And I think pushing top seven again isn't unrealistic. I don't think it is either, mate. And, you know, we, we, we signed Nunes. Geddes has gone completely under the radar. I feel a little bit sorry for him because, you know, that, that's, a, that's another <laughs> I was talking about. Signing. I was talking about a lineup today, this morning, before we started with my brother. And he was like, oh, so who do you reckon is going to start against Spurs, Huang, Neto and uh, Pedence? I was like... Literally signed Guedes last week. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it has gone under the radar a little bit. But I don't think that as long as we sign another striker who's going to gonna do us a job, I don't see why we couldn't we, we couldn't push for Europe again, top seven. I, I, especially with the, with the Nunes signing too. Mm-hmm. Some fans may be uh, a little bit concerned at this whole stepping stone mentality, but... I don't particularly mind it. I mean, I look at the likes of Borussia Dortmund, who are a far bigger club than Wolves, and they don't play in the Premier League. But that's what that's their ethos. That's what they build their success of. Players will come there, they'll nurture them for a couple of years, get in the spotlight of bigger clubs, and they'll go for a, a much larger fee. It's it's nice, Dave, to to hear some ambition in a player as well. Like with all due respect to Wolves, I don't want to be playing at this level in two years' time. I want to be playing at the top, whether that's with mm-hmm. Wolves or another club, and. I think you need characters like that because they'll they'll drag you over the line. Yeah, for, for sure. And I think he's obviously got ambitions and he's been told that he's going to be a starter. Whether that be on Saturday, I don't know. But he will be a, a solid starter for the team. Um, but yeah, you, you've brought, you know, it's not just Dortmund. There's a number of clubs around the world. And I think just as Wolves fans, we've been used to. I think we have been quite lucky in keeping our players. In regards to outs, I would say Diogo Jota is the only big uh, sale that we've had since you know since Foson took over. Um, one that we thought, oh my god, like well, even at the time, to be fair though, I think a lot of people understood why we let Jota go. But we've been quite fortunate in the fact that we've been able to keep Jimenez when he was at the t- the top of his game. Obviously, Neves is the the obvious one as well. So these things will happen, and you know we were talking about this self sustainable model for so long. We've not actually seen Wolves have any big sales as of yet, but I think. With this, you know, with this Mendes pull still clearly a thing, I think we'll be in safe hands. If we ever do sell Nunes, uh, I think it will be for a very healthy profit. I think they've made that clear already. Um, I've got full confidence that they'll be able to bring in somebody of similar calibre as well. Yeah, and the fact that they're signing in for between 38 and, and 45 million, which personally I think is a snip in, in, in today's market for a player of such calibre. They're not going to be selling him for 50 million in a year's time. No, they're, no. They're, 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 you're looking 80, 90 million. Yeah. So for them, it made sense. And looking at him from a, from a pure investment point of view, they've bought an asset that they know after a, a couple of good years, his, his value is going to double. 
you, we, we would all, if, if we had the money to buy a house that we knew in a couple of years' time would yeah, yeah, double in sure. value, you'd 100% do it, wouldn't you? So it makes sense, but it also is nice to hear from a fan's point of view that, that they are investing money in, in, in these type of players. But we'll move on now to the, to the, to the next point, and it almost ties in. Um, with, with, with the Nunes sale, buying him for around about 35, 36 million up front, which is around about what we're going to get for the sale of Morgan Gibbs-White to, to Nottingham Forest. So Wolves have accepted a bid of £25 million up front for Gibbs-White from Forest, which who have been they've been chasing him all window. And it's also said between said to be, be between seven and £10 million in likely add-ons, plus further ambitious add-ons that are quite difficult to achieve, such as Nottingham Forest staying up um, <laughs> to, to achieve, I'm only joking, <laughs> which, which could take the deal up to a maximum of £42.5 million. Dave, I remember when we first started the season back up and we were talking about the Gibbs-White saga and having two years left on his deal. We were saying, if someone offers £20 million, you've got to accept. And here we are, Wolves have managed to, to wangle near enough £35 million out of Forest. Yeah, it it was well. It came out of the blue yesterday, uh, didn't it? You know, the, the Athletic had put a story out sort of yesterday morning saying that there was no urgent need for Wolves to sell, despite the amount of money that they'd spent. But Forrest still had this strong interest in Morgan Gibbs White, and they'd been looking at different options. They'd been looking at different players. They wanted to sign, you know, strikers, and I thought, well, that's probably the Morgan Gibbs White money, surely. And the fact they've come back in and. I think it shocked us all when the overall package got released yeah. uh, and we saw 42.5 million and Sky Sports jumped on it and all the football pays jumped on it. And we were like, oh my God, that is ridiculous. Sort of got grounded a little bit when the actual figures came out, but it's still a very good um, good overall uh, price, I think, Matt. If you, if you think about it, the 25 million, straight away plus your 10 million in likely add-ons which is probably going to be appearances uh yeah the chances of that might include like forest staying up slight survival bonuses and stuff like that um i, I think 35 million pounds basically what you've paid for mateus nunez is very very good business from walls morgan's a, morgan's a good player very talented player still got i think he's gonna have a good future ahead of him but for a player that ha hasn't completely proved it as of yet at Premier League level, isn't committing to a new contract yet at Wolves. Um, in my opinion, still not found his best position yet at Wolves because Bruno's almost, I think, tried to shoehorn him in that team. I don't think he's a right winger for how we play or want to play. I don't think it works. Um, I think this is a very, very good deal from Wolves. And... I would much rather be selling Morgan Gibbs White. Yes, we've spent this money, and yes, they're saying, oh, we don't really need to sell, but it's obvious we're still going to have to recoup some some funds from somewhere. I would much rather sell Morgan Gibbs White for this price than sell the likes of Neves at a stupid fee, Pedro Neto at a stupid fee, anybody else. I think where Morgan's playing, which is out on the right, I think we're pretty stacked right now in wide areas, in my opinion. You've got Adama if he stays. You've got Guedes. You've got Pedence. You've got Neto. You've got Huang who can play out wide. You've got Chiquinho to come back from injury. I think it's a healthy area at the moment. So, yeah, good deal. Looking at it from a, a purely financial perspective as well, and, and, and in particular, financial fair play. This window, you might think, bloody hell, Wolves have spent what, around £106 million already this window, and they've barely bought any money in. But... If you look at FFP, which is done over a, uh, a three-year window, 
The last couple of seasons, we've not really spent much, have we? We've pretty much broke even, give or take a few million. This season, we've spent around £105 million. We've bought in £25 million up front for Gibbs White. So you probably think, well, there's still quite a bit of a bit of a disparity there between the fee coming in and the fee coming out. But because of something called amortisation, um, it means that that £105 million that Wolves have spent, because the contracts for those players are between five and six years, in terms of FFP, you would spread the cost of that. So in terms of Wolves' balance sheet for FFP this season, they've only put £21 million down and it'll be 20, another 21 next year and another 21 next year. So it's it, it's fantastic business and it, and it does help the fact that the last couple of years we've not really spent much. So perhaps Wolves are gearing up to this, mate, but you are right. Wolves haven't found the position for Gibbs White and I feel like this would be a, a theme that ran through the season. But I'm yeah. glad now, Dave, that, 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 that they've acted um, yeah. And not had another Traore saga where it's, you know, the player's not signing another contract. It's obvious that he doesn't want to sign another deal, so they have to pull the trigger and get rid of him. There's there's no point in the club, and I think, you know, what I've mentioned it many times, there is probably, in hindsight now, there's no point in the club hedging their bets, thinking, right, if we give him a bit of game time, you'll sign a new deal in January. <clears throat> because you give him 15 games or whatever before the World Cup. Then you think, right, more, we sit, you sit down with Morgan and he says, nah, I still don't want to sign. You've probably lost a good 15, 20 million in value because there's one, you've lost time on his contract. And two, there's a chance he hasn't been at top form. And three, there's a chance Forrest have already spent that money that they had allocated for him anyway. So it was the right time. I think Wolves, I'm sure they considered this one uh, quite carefully. Um, but I think, you know, for, from a Wolves point of view, it's a good time to say. I had a lot of people tweet me or message me saying, wow, like, how on earth are you getting this money? I had Albion think, fans messaging me saying, how, do, how have you managed to pull that off? <laughs> yeah. I think if you ignore the ambitious add-ons, which as mad as it sounds, probably includes stuff like Forest qualifying for Europe and, and stuff like that, which I think with the amount of money they're spending is not, is not too ridiculous. No. Because, you, you know, you saw what we did. But if you, say, if you include the likely ones, £35 million, I think you'd take that every day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. It, like I said, it doesn't seem like he wants to sign a new deal. I think from the club, and I understand Morgan's standpoint too, he's had his fingers burnt with Wolves before. Nuno brought him back from a, a, a loan spell at, at was it at Swansea, wasn't he? And mm-hmm. said he was going to play him and didn't bother. So I understand from Morgan's standpoint, but from an outsider's perspective, the club have done absolutely everything this summer to make Morgan feel like the man. All, all, all the Marcoms that have been going out, giving him the captain's armband in Benny Dorm, making sure he's you know first name on the team sheet. Bruno bigging him up in every press conference, saying he's a fifty million pound player. Well, whether whether they knew all along what they were doing, it seems a little bit of a stroke of genius, mate, because they've got close to that valuation, which we never thought they would. No, no, and yeah, it's a good piece of business. And like I said, he's he's a good player, Morgan, but I think. Um... Yeah, it's probably time, you know, the right fee, right time to move him on. We saw, you know, things going on behind the scenes or whatever after Leeds away as well. Um, and I think he's always going to get stick from a good, you know, a good percentage of our fans for stuff off the pitch rather than on the pitch. Um, but yeah, he, he's been okay at the start of the season as well. He's been okay. He's not been the worst player on the pitch, but I don't think by any means he was the, been the best player on the pitch at the start of the season either. So, um, yeah, very good piece of business. Yeah, and I mean, I've made it no secret. I didn't think in pre-season or the start of the season he's been anything other than okay. 
like you yeah. said. I see a lot of fans like, and I think they pin all their hopes on him because I've seen him do well at, at Sheffield, and he's a, he's a localish lad, and they want him to excel. But I've just I've just not seen enough. And whether he goes to Forest uh, and tears it up remains to be seen. But I don't think we're going to be looking back personally, and he's Michael Department on the backside. I don't think we'll be looking back and thinking. Bloody hell, like Forrest had our, had our pants down with yeah. that. He's worth 800 million. But regardless of that, he's an academy graduate. It's, it's a fantastic story for the academy and genuinely wish Morgan all the best. Yeah. I was going to quickly say as well, I think, I know Forrest fans are probably excited about it right now, but for me, in the back of my mind, I would f- be thinking Steve Cooper's got a lot of pressure on him now because he's yeah. like put, hedged all his bets into Morgan Gibbs White. He had him on loan at Swansea. Obviously, had a good success with him at the England under 17s. Well, this is a hell of a lot of money to spend on one player when you're newly promoted. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on Steve Cooper now that this one pulls off. There is, but there was also quite a lot of pressure on Bruno Lage now, I think, because if he does get another striker in and potentially yeah, another yeah. defender, this is his squad now. There's no yeah, yeah, there's no yeah, excuses. Sure. This is this is Bruno's squad. He's got the players that he wanted in the, in the positions that he needed. So now I finally think that this season we can we can judge Bruno for, for what it is. Last season sure. he did he did well overall considering it wasn't the players that he wanted to play. He's got his system, he's got the players he wanted. So now is the time that we can judge him. Moving on, mate, to one that again has been has been dragging on for some while. And it, and it's Wolves' chase for Gonzalo Ramos at Benfica, the the young striker who's he's been playing really well for them uh, since the start of the season. Was almost in the Darwin Nunez's shadow a little bit last season, but this yeah. season he's their main man. And Wolves had offered a loan with an obligation to buy for around about 30 million euros, but Benfica did reject that proposal. And Wolves are yet to go back in with a fresh offer. It's not only Wolves that are interested, though. I know that Newcastle and also Southampton, who have held talks with Benfica, are also interested in the Portuguese striker. Dave, is this a player that you like? Yeah, so. <laughs> It, we're probably going to con- contradict ourselves here a yeah. bit, Matt, because we obviously have spoken about him before. If we remember with the da- uh, Dan Butler recruitment thing plan we did a few, um, yeah. probably a couple of months ago now, we spoke about him and the asking price at the time was £40 million, which we didn't know what situation Wolves were in financially. Um, so we said, good player, but way too much money. Now, on the flip side, when you bought, obviously, the finances earlier, we're selling Morgan Gibbs-White for that amount of money. I know we spent a little bit of money on Collins, Guedes and uh, Nunes. Uh, and, but with the way he started this season, um, I, I, you know, I'm warming to the idea of signing him a little bit more. Uh, it, it's been said that Bruno Large has been, you know, contacting the player. He's obviously managed the player before, um, you know, and we sort of seen Bruno Large have this sort of pull on players from Portugal. I think he's a fairly well-respected person and coach. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this one go through. Uh, like I said, we have spoke about this player before. I don't think in a bad light, Matt. I think just like the actual financial side of things we were concerned about. But as a football player, I think he would be an asset to Wolves. Um, and yeah, if we were able to get this one over the line, we're going to have a really, really strong squad overall. Yeah. And uh, we we mentioned before that it 
and, I, and I've tweeted saying I've seen I've seen this film before and I don't like the ending because I thought it was going to be another Fabio Silva where we get our pants pulled down for yeah what is a, a prospect I think he's further down the line than Silva he's he's more developed he's he's a bit older he's got more first team experience and that's not me saying that Silva's a bad player I think he's a good player but we did overpay for him there's there's no beating around the bush we overpaid it was a it was a golden handshake with Uncle George. Hmm. But I've been really impressed with him in pre-season. I watched him uh, against Kiev. Uh, I think it was Wednesday night, and he looks good. He look he looks like he's got a bit of everything. Um, it just remains to be seen what that fee is going to be. Benfica look look like they're reluctant to you know to let like that they are going to let him go. You know, mm. and they said that at the start of the season. But it's whether anyone can meet that valuation. But he's a lot of money, isn't it? For you know, for you know, thirty million euros, it's a lot of money for. Still a bit of an unknown quantity, but you know, watching him play, he does look a good player. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a risk, and he could play sort of as a second striker. So I don't think playing sort of him and Raúl at the same time is completely out of the question. But it's interesting that you've got Fabio out on loan, obviously doing okay. Say doing okay, he's doing really well, Uh, and obviously if he continues to do so, you'd expect him to come back into the first team frame next season. Say for argument's sake, we do sign. Gonzalo Ramos this year. Where does that leave Raul next season? Is this sort of the next step? Is this saying is this going to be Raul's farewell season, depending on how he gets on? Because I don't think you can have three strikers of that caliber. No, I say you know I say caliber. You know, all very similar sort of probably playing time demands in in the same squad next season. So very very interesting to to see uh, what happens with that. But I th- we we definitely need a striker. Uh, I probably didn't expect it to, uh, to be someone of that calibre. Um, I was half expecting someone that was going to come in and just be happy to be a backup. Ramos might be happy, but I think for the amount of money that we spend on him, he's probably going to want to be knocking on the door for consistent first-team starts, especially when he's scoring uh, in the league and in the Champions League. Dave, where, where are they getting this money from? Because the the, the narrative in the, in the media was uh, that Wolves are self-sustaining, sell to buy, and I, and I do... I do, I do still think that's the case, but the fact that they've gone and spent over 100 million already this window is, is you know, is, is very surprising. I know that Wolves have extended the borrowing arrangement that they've already got with Australian Bank. Uh, I think it's Macquarie um, from yeah. February 2024 until June uh, 2025. That's that's borrowing against uh, future TV revenue. Which if they do stay up as well, it, it, it's more than likely that that'll be extended to. The reason that, uh, and, and a lot of clubs do this, it's not just Wolves and do use Macquarie. The, the reason that they use Australian banks is is um, football clubs are quite high risk, especially for banks in England. And no, no, considering the, the small sum of money that they are borrowing in, in the grand scheme of things, it's really high risk. And no bank of England wants to uh, wants to be known as a, the bank that bankrupted or put a, a certain <laughs> club into administration. So that's why uh, they use banks abroad. But it's uh, I'd just like to know where this money's come from. I know there's questions about external investment and a few banded around about Qatari investment, but listening to Liam Keane's podcast yesterday, the Express and Star, he believes that it's it's just a load of nonsense. But what we've not heard anything, have we? No, no, I, I don't know. But there's a couple of things because I think number one, if the club went out and said, I don't think any club would do this, but if a club went out and said, right, yeah, we've got shitloads of money to spend yeah. this summer. Then you've seen it with Newcastle. Personally, I think Newcastle are probably struggling to get in the players that they actually want because people know they've got money. So 
you know, for Botman, they they spent probably five or ten million pound more on wages. They're going to spend a lot more money. So if Walls went out to the press and says, "Yeah, money is no problem," like Jeff she has previously, mm-hmm. then clubs are going to be not be stupid to that. Um, the self-sustainable thing, I think it's probably right to a degree. I think long term, Fosun will probably want that, but I think at the same time they're not. St- I was gonna. They, well, they're not stupid because no. you know you look at the start of the window, and it was clear to everybody, Wolves fans, neutral football fans, that Wolves needed the strength from the team. And if they've got to put their hand in their pocket, they will put their hand in their pocket. And I think you know they've made mistakes. They're still new. I would start, still say they're new to the football ownership game. You know, there's there's, there's owners that have been in the game for 15, 20 years. Fosun have only been in it for sort of six or seven years. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to make mistakes. They have made mistakes. But I think when they know we need to, you know, strengthen the team significantly, they'll put their hand in their pocket and sort it. It's just a shame that it's probably two or three years too late. Yeah, but it, it's similar to the Gibbs-White facade, isn't it? You've got to almost have a bit of a poker face mm. in, in the media. You can't, let, you can't let people know what cards you've got. And I think that's um, what Jeff Shee has 100% learned because he said at the start, we all go back to the Manchester City thing because we want to be as big as Man City. He's come back and like regretted that saying. He's come out and said money is no problem for Wolves. And I think that's where you've got to be careful. You've got to sort of... And that's probably why uh, you don't see Jeff Sheet in the media as much anymore. And I know people moan about that, but it's it's for stuff like that, really. Yeah, and uh, the, you know what? The thing that really, really kind of gripes me is, is, is a narrative on social media where you've got to be... It's binary in the thinking. You've either got to be for Vosen or you've got to be against them. You can't you can't criticise them when they've done something wrong and praise them when they've done something right. And I yeah. think this window, on the whole, they've they've got it absolutely spot on, bang on, perfect. Um, but then you've got the people who are supporting Vosen saying like, "Oh, you've got to apologise." It's like not necessarily. It's you know, it shouldn't be binary. You should praise when they've done something well, and you know. It, Lambas when they haven't. It's, it's it's quite frustrating, really. But that's football, mate. Football fans, it's it's passionate. No one thinks rationally. It's all, all with emotion. Uh, moving on to our last rumour, mate, which came out, uh, I think it came out yesterday. But it's it's someone that we've been linked with for, for a little while, but no, nothing's been that concrete. But Wolves are interested in Vittoria midfielder Andre Almeida. But also Porto are interested, but both clubs believe that Vittoria are demanding too much for the midfielder. This is according to Pedro Sepulveda, who is a very, very reputable journalist, isn't he, Dave? He's a friend of Talking Wolves as well. Yeah, he is now. He sent us a voice message the other day, so we're best mates now. Yeah, he's um, (laughs) probably, for Portuguese news, probably the best best out there, to be honest. Um, he's got fingers in a lot of uh, a lot of pies over there. Yeah, so he was partying with silver and pedencing, I believe, yeah, wasn't he, during friends, the summer? But, yeah, they, they were talking that, that maybe Sporting were going to go for Almeida as well as a replacement for Mateus Nunes. Um, but that's someone that Ruben Amarin doesn't, like you sort of written here, doesn't have the same attributes to replace Nunes. But um, he's a good player again, bringing up Dan Butler's recruitment plan. He was somebody that we'd spoken about on that a little bit. I think he's a talented player. I think if you sign somebody like this, I think the clo- this is one again closer to the end of the window. If the player's not signing the new deal, Vittoria realise they need to sell him, then you'll get him for a decent price. Um, I think you sign someone like this, it probably allows the likes of Luke Kundal or whatever to go out on loan 
Um, and then I think you've got a really solid midfield five there, as you say. Um, you know, Neves, Nunes, Moutinho, then Donka, and uh, someone like Andre Almeida. I think it's going to be a really good depth that we've not seen for a number of years at Wolves. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to keep our arm because he's been linked for a long, long time as well. I personally think he could be a Moutinho replacement. Mm. Um, he's similar kind of build, I believe. I think he's at, I think he's only about five foot eight, but I think I think if if they bring him in and Kundal stays and then Donker stays, then Donker still could go this window. I feel like there's, you know, sounds ridiculous, but too many players. I never thought we'd ever say that in the midfield position <laughs> at Wolves. But like you said, Dave, we we <laughs> we covered it on uh, the recruitment plan with analyst. Dan Butler, and and he believed he would be a very good signing and a shrewd bit of business and would cost a fraction of what um, Nunes has cost. Possesses great passing and ball-carrying quality. Still only a, a young lad at 22. One year left on his deal with Vittoria, but they've got an option of an extra year, so call it two years. Is 10 million euros too much for a player of this quality, Dave? I, I, I remember speaking to... Um, Proxima Janada as well, the Portuguese football expert who's been on our channel a few times, and he said he's a really good player, so... No, 10 million euros isn't isn't so much, is it? It, it doesn't sound a lot, um, especially when we're smashing, you know, transfer records and so on this year. Um, I, I don't know. I think Wolves probably look outside that top three in Portugal and think, right, what bargains can we get? Because Chiquinho cost, what, 4 million euros. And from the small amount we saw of him, he looked like a quality player. Um I think Wolves will just be very aware of other clubs. So I think as, as soon as well, Wolves aren't daft, they've got the contacts. They'll know when another team has made an official inquiry about this player. So if Porto go in for him and it's six, seven, eight million, I think Wolves will probably try and match that. But for a player of that quality, and I think if if the club believe he is good enough to be the next Jao Martino almost, or somebody that can fill the boots of Jao Martino at the club, then £10 million is a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, it, it frustrates me a little bit because we see these players leave uh, the, the the lesser known teams in in Portugal to to join Benfica, Sporting, Porto, and then they go for 50, 60 million to clubs across yeah. Europe. Why can't Wolves get in before those before those teams? Well, no, that's what that when we signed Chiquinho, I think it was uh, Aaron that we had on the video then, and yeah. he said like we, they're starting to see it a little bit more now where. Benfica, Sporting, Porto, they are the middleman or traditionally have been the middleman mm. in those transfers. And like you said, being able to flip and make 200, 300, 400, 500% profit on players. Whereas now there are clubs coming in and looking at the lesser teams in Portugal and being able to skip that middleman. Like for all you say, say Chiquinho started, you know, ended the season quite well, had a really strong start to this season. You know, he could have easily been valued at like 40 million pounds or whatever. Let's say for argument's sake, and we'd yeah. sign him for 4 million pounds. Like is ridiculous. There's a lot of talent in that. He said sort of Nunes as well. You know, clubs had rejected him. I think I read at the on the Athletic that Leicester had rejected him five or six years ago when he was at Estoril. You know, so you could, probably could have gone for less than a million quid then. And you know, so I know he's not the player he was today. But there's a lot of leagues in the world like that, though, Matt. There's a lot of leagues where you know, if you look outside of those sort of top Champions League teams, there's there's deals to be done. There is, and I know when um, Sporting signed. Nunes from Estoril. I think it was 500,000 euros they paid for him mm. um, with 50, keeping still 50% of his economic rights. So I know that Sporting bought Estoril out of that for 500,000. So, I mean, if that would have, if they hadn't have done that, and it's usually predetermined, isn't it, Dave? You can buy us out for X amount. Yeah, you, you, you know what? 
the best thing about that Nunes deal as well, well, I saw it yesterday, is that you know, this happens with every transfer. I don't think people realise like a small percentage of the transfer goes to like old parent mm. clubs and stuff like that. And I saw that his first club that he played for in Portugal are receiving like, it's like 1. a Sunday 4, league level team. 1.4 like, 1. million. Yeah. Like that. It's like a Sunday league team. And they're receiving that much money. It's absolutely yeah, I bet, mad. I bet they're all still up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. The money's done. <laughs> Sorry, where's that club again? So, just so I can avoid that. <laughs> Liquidated. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. I think we should call it a day there, mate. I've enjoyed that one. Oh, thank um, you, man. Yeah, like, like we, we always say, if you want to keep up to date with all the Wolves news and rumours, make sure you follow Talking Wolves on Twitter and the Wolves rumours section of talkingwalls.co.uk. Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish to find you? So, yeah, it's Dave as a party on uh, on Twitter. So, D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. I am M. Cooper Wright on Twitter. We are Talking Walls across all socials. And if you have enjoyed the video, let us know in the comments section down below. Like the video. If you're new here, please subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you very soon. <laughs>